How's everyone? Welcome into Game Static episode 73. I'm your host, Alex Light with Sparky3. Hope you're having an incredible day today, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast, our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Uh, give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching or listening. As always, I got both the boys here with me. I got Zach and John. How are you boys feeling this uh, wonderful Saturday? I mean, I'm doing good. Can't complain. Right on. Ready to do this. There you go. What about you, John? I'm doing pretty good. I can complain, though. It's been fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. I'm, when I got to my first uh, work stop yesterday, it was, I think, 12 degrees. And I'm just like, all right, so I'm just going to sit in my car for a little bit. <laughs> I'll go in here in a little bit. Uh, obviously, with this episode, if you follow gaming news at all, uh, you know the, to- the main topic for today. We got uh, Microsoft dropping a big bombshell this past week with the Ac- Activision Blizzard purchase. So we're going to be talking about that, as well as a couple other topics that we have here on the slate here today. Uh, if you could go follow us at Twitter, at GameStaticPod, we'd definitely appreciate that. As well, we've got other shows like Anime and, po- Anime and Plus, a terrible football show, and talking about movies and stuff. And uh, lastly, if you want to support us further, Patreon is a great way to do so. But don't follow it. Just be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching and listening. Um, and as I said last episode and like the previous like three podcasts of other shows, we are up to something. Uh, and I do think I can say the actual uh, like launch date. It should be February 1st. I believe that should be the actual launch date for it. So definitely stay tuned for that uh, as I'll, I'll end up putting out like a video for it, uh, kind of detailing what we got going on. It, it's really cool. It's the biggest thing that we've done here at uh, Sparky 3 and I'm really excited for it. Uh, and for all the possibilities that's going to come out of it. So definitely stay tuned. We, you know, it, it, it's going to be super cool. Uh, boys, um, any like news and sh- shit that we want to kind of chat about before we jump into the main topics here today? Because I mean, we've had we've had some things pop out this week. John, it looks like what uh, what you were kind of you know what you pitched uh, like what a month or two ago about Nintendo Switch Online seems to be possibly true where it's just like once a month releasing a new game uh for that uh online service you know we got banjo kazooie's coming out and majora's mask confirmed for next month and we got paper mario this month oh it's paper mario this month as well well paper mario's out on switch online now oh, okay okay so it came out in january gotcha gotcha and then i know banjo kazooie is dropping as well or it already did drop actually and then majora's mask next month um yeah which that's that's kind of the way I was hoping it was going to go. I was hoping it was going to be a consistent release of games. So, Right. Well, staying true to a schedule. But now now it's going to reach the point. It's like, at what point are they going to kind of stop that release schedule? You know what I mean? And, and like, go on complete just, like, silence for a couple months. Because, like, when it comes to those drops, they just release shit whenever the hell they want. So it's like, when are they going to go on that drop? When they release Donkey Kong 64 and everyone will play that so for eternity. Was that uh, That one wasn't on the original list, was it? I don't think so. God, I hope they add that. That would be awesome. That uh, that that would actually push me to go ahead and get it pretty quickly. I have not played that game in a long time, and I love Donkey Kong sixty four. So that'd be a great add. Um, what what have you guys? Um, without kind of really spoiling or detailing anything, what do you guys think of all these Pokemon Legends leaks? Is it kind of? You know, I, I, we already know all of us are getting the game. You know, we're all going to get it, you know, just, you know, for the hopes of what could be future installments of Pokemon, just to support it, whatever. That's what we talked about. What you guys think about the leaks? I'm going to make the best Porygon fusion I can out of these Pokemon. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make Porygon D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kind of looking at it, there's a... It looks strange. I'll just say I'll I'll say that. That is the truth. (laughs) It's like almost every single one of these pictures I've seen. It just 
It looks weird. It does. Just keep in mind, these are the past versions, so they got better. They, they did. <laughs> they, they got better. <laughs> they definitely got better. Uh, they, Evolution they, happened. Yeah. Now, you know, they are strange. Like, there's only, like, a couple of them where it's just like, okay, yeah, that looks pretty cool. And everything else is like, what the fuck is this? Like, what am I looking at? But, I mean, from everything that I've seen about the game itself is that this is going to be, like, a Pokemon fan's, like, dream. I mean, apparently the game is very good. I've actually seen, like, really no negativity on the game, which for Pokemon, that's a first. <laughs> Pokemon always, always going to carry uh, oh, negativity. Everybody yeah. loves it no matter what. Well, I mean, everyone really loved Platinum. Well, I mean, Platinum's good. But are you, are you, or are you referring to BDSP? Yes. No, Platinum. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, everyone did refer to, everyone did love platinum. Um, you know, and then we get, we transitioned over to black <laughs> and white, which a lot of people did not enjoy at first, at first play, uh, just cause of the Pokemon. So. I mean, it was Nintendo or I guess Game Freak's first step into weirdness. That's that. Okay. That when it comes to gen five, there's definitely one way to put it is their first step into weirdness. Yeah, but also showing they, they can actually make a good story. Yeah. That's also true. Gen, Gen 5. 5 story is actually very good. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is is good, you know, because it's, you know, again, the only set of Pokemon games that actually has, a like, a true sequel. Uh, and it's just one big continuous story. And that, yeah, that's super cool. But, I mean, Legends will be fun. Uh, looking forward to playing it next week. Uh, I'll pick it up on Friday. We'll be talking about it next week on Game Static. Uh, 74. Uh, also, did you guys see that uh, Age of Slash? You know, we already saw him with that one Facebook Unite leak a while back, yeah. but did you guys see the actual, like, sh- shots of him in-game? I saw it and went, where's Wobbuffet? That's true. I want fucking Wobbuffet, but I think Age of Slash will be really fun, though. He's uh, not Wobbuffet. It is. I can't Destiny Bond with him. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're right, but Age of Slash does look pretty cool. I'm looking forward to I'm I'm personally going to look forward to playing him. I don't, I, well, I say that, but I don't know. John, when you and I played, that was that was something. Well, it was. Mo- <laughs> I think it was mostly something because we haven't been playing. That's that is true. That is true. Uh, but hopefully, Wobbuffet will be out sometime in the near future. Hopefully, I'll be one of the next ones, like after Age of Slash. I want to play as Wobbuffet. That sounds. That just sounds like just dumb enough for me to really enjoy. Kind of like the Fat Squirrel. I fucking loved playing as Greedent, and, that, and now I I can't say that he, they definitely nerfed him into the ground, which he needed it. He was very fucking busted. Um. But Age of Slash, like I said, looks fun. Look forward to that. Uh, we also got a release date on the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga coming out April April 5th. Uh, that's one that I might look into just because I've got a lot of fond memories of the the first games with my mom back in the mm-hmm. day. So that, that's one that I might look into. But, I, you know, I heard that it, it went through, like, brutal developmental hell because, like, um, I, I can't remember uh, who does Lego, uh, the Lego games. I don't know. I, I can't remember. But apparently they were really adamant on this team using, like, their brand-new in-house engine. And it just fucking, it made everything just terrible. Uh, instead of, you know, them letting them use Unreal that every developer knows how to use and is very familiar with. So apparently it's gone through quite the uh, developmental hell process. But, you know, that, that, that is one that I might look into. Just because, like I said, I do have fond memories of the game uh, with me and my mom back in the day. It's a fun co-op game. I will say that. All the Lego games are fun co-op games. You know, just kind of kick back and just turn your brain off and have a good time. That's one thing I've always enjoyed about the Lego games personally. Uh, what about you boys? You guys got anything that you guys want to chat about before we jump into the couple main topics here today? Uh, it, it's been a been a pretty light week for me for the most part. Ain't ain't been jumping around too much. Ain't done 
I ain't done much playing games this Just week. Just a lot of Wastelands 3 today? Eh, today. But, yeah, other other than playing that today, ain't done a whole lot this week of playing games. I was about to say, I mean, I've done a little bit. I mess with Extraction a bit. I mean, it's a game. I mean, if you have someone to play with, it's fun. Other than that, it's Siege PvE. Um, I mean, it's a thing. Yeah, that's that's the general gist I've seen a lot. I'm, it's a thing. I'm sticking with my thing. It'll be definitely dead in the ground by a year. Well, honestly, from everything that I've seen about the game so far, uh, looks like you made a hell of a good prediction on that one. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, it does seem like it's going to be dead pretty damn quickly. Because I was very pretty fearful of it. I mean, initially when they announced it, I was like, hey, this seems pretty cool. Then I got thinking about it. I was like, uh, this is going to be a cash grab, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it, it is not doing very well right now, uh, not being received very well uh, from the critics or from a lot of users. Besides that one user that I said that this is a, <laughs> this is an okay game. I can play with a friend on Game Pass. Ten. <laughs> I like, mean, that is definitely that. It's like, all right, so I guess that's a ten for you. Hey, sometimes the bar doesn't have to be too high. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't tell you this story, John, with it, because I play, I picked up Extraction through Game Pass on day one. And in my first match main game... I am fairly positive I ended up with a dev because when you load into the game, it shows everyone's name and they usually have like a can have a board or something. And he's the only person I've matched men with who had a Ubisoft logo banner border all the way across. Hmm. So I was just like, I'm almost confident that was a dev, but it could also just be someone with a weird perk. But if it was a dev, it's funny because fucking bombed my first match made with them. The person we were with was some kid who didn't understand the concept of stealth. Ran around with a shotgun and sprinting. I'm well, like, you, you can't, you can't say stealth and then give someone a shotgun. Yes, <laughs> if you give yes, them a you shotgun, can. no, because the shotgun needs to be shot at someone in the second. You can you put see a suppressor them. on the shotgun. It looks fucking stupid, but it's doable. That just takes away all the fun. I mean, so what? Because that game is not, I mean, going loud is not optimal in that game. You can do it. It's not the best plan. That's, no. that's what you told me That's what you told me the other yeah. night. I mean, <laughs> there are some spots where you have to go loud because it sort of forces you to defend an area. But other than that, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that might also kind of help with your, uh, your call of it not lasting too long. Yeah. Because the idea of playing the game and primarily having to stealth it out well, not the most appealing, to, I would say, in a general sense. Most people enjoy just kind of being able to show up and gun it, gun everything down. Well, I think in, uh, this is in scaling because, again, I've only played a little bit, so I'm still in the beginning areas. Based on what I was seeing through, like, the tech trees and whatnot, though, as you progress, you do get better gear and stuff. So I feel like in later levels, as the difficulty scales, well, you'll force you to have to go louder more consistently but you'll also have better gear and whatnot to be able to do it. So yeah. the problem is, I, I guess the problem with that would be, is will people make it through the, the stealth the, portion? The stealth portion before <laughs> you can just go and run and gun. Yeah, because there is like a lot of gadgets towards the later end where you're getting like claymores, frag grenades, things like that. Where I'm assuming for the heavier alien things and whatnot. So I mean. Maybe once I get to the later portion of the game, it'll be more entertaining being able to switch between stealth and loud. But at least in the beginning portion, loud is not very much a good option. And a lot of people are just yeah. going to jump in there and just do that anyway. Yeah, because they're still learning. And I'm, I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's the yeah. learning process. Yeah. And then there's some people who just don't care. Oh, yeah. True. It'd, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if it, you could also 
mix it up like uh, kind of how we used to do on Payday 2 where you send half the squad in. With this, <laughs> half the squad goes in with uh, just like everyday clothes on, trying to stealth through it. If something goes wrong, though, you got the big boys out back. You got the two guys fucking strapped with armor, two guns. Yeah, so that 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 would be interesting to see if 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 something like that did come out of it, where it's like you try to focus on doing the stealth stuff, but if you always bring along the safety net of okay, at least this guy over here is strapped to the teeth in case we have to go loud. <laughs> and I mean, and you can with that with the operator choice because once you unlock them, you there's the operator Tachanka is okay. available, and he's still got his stupid mounted turret. So Lord Tachanka can come into play. <laughs> Not so stupid when need to defend spot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I mean, I did find a gym in Game Pass, which was really good, called uh, Nobody Saves the World. What is that? That just got added. Yes, it, it did. It did. Just That's got part added. of the January bunch, right? Yes. It is a more or less a transforming dungeon crawl where... You have an open world map where you can go meet people, do side quests and whatnot, but there's specific dungeons everywhere which you go in. And it's just a dungeon crawl game, but your main thing is you can transform into different forms, which each do their own things. And as you progress, well, the main base is you get a magic wand that lets you transform because wizards can transform in this game. But as you progress, the wand gets more abilities and allows you to mix and match different forms of abilities. So you'll have, you can be like a rat that's shooting a flurry of arrows or a horse that can now pull a rabbit or tire out of a hat mm -hmm. and things like that and just mix and match for to progress the dungeons and things like that. I mean, overall, it's been fun. I've probably spent more time in that than anything else this week. Oh, I did actually play w uh, w one other game this week. It's called It was on Game Pass because uh, buddy, buddy and me just went through download a bunch of stuff on Game Pass to try out. It's called uh, The Carp Catch and Release. Fishing game. You damn fish. <laughs> of course it is. I'll, I'll tell you what, trying to play that multiplayer, just going around doing fishing challenges, is one of the most jank games I've played in a long time. Because whoever hosts the session, like I hosted the session, so if I got too far, like if I got outside of like just visual range of a certain distance of him, he got his game glitched out and he got sent back to the wherever the last point we were both sitting at was. That's funny. But, I mean, it was... I mean, it's a fishing game. It is what it is. John loves his fishing games. Uh, they also added uh, Death's Door to this uh, bunch, and that's one right. that I... Right. I need to try to play Death's Door. Yeah, that's one that I was looking at. I've, I've heard it's absolutely a phenomenal game. Uh, I did download the Hitman trilogy. I haven't started yet, but it... I guess I'd, I guess I didn't catch what this Hitman trilogy was going to be. No, I don't think a lot of people did. Because I like when I downloaded it and literally the only option I had was Hitman 3, I'm like, where are the other two games? So for people who don't <laughs> know, the Hitman trilogy, all it is is it adds all the content from Hitman 1 and 2 into Hitman 3. So everything, oh, okay. so everything yep. is within Hitman 3. So you're going to be playing Hitman 3. It's just all that content is now available in Hitman 3. Well, let me ask you a question. You've played all of them, right? Nope. Okay, I thought you did. Did you play the first one? Nope. Second one? Nope. Just the third? Correct. Okay, never mind. I was going to ask if that's a better thing, because I don't know if the first and second one are kind of rough, is what was going to be my question. So nope, I'm wondering if that's a good thing or not. They're all know. solid from everything I've seen on them. I haven't played them. Watch stuff on them. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, that caught me off guard when I downloaded it, and literally only one game popped up. I'm like, but I don't want to start with a third one. I want to know what happens in the first two. But I'll try. I'll end up jumping in that and probably uh, Death Store as well because uh, you know I've heard that is absolutely a phenomenal game. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, our first of two talking points. Uh, so this one, um, you know, we're going to start off with some stuff with EA right now uh, and Battlefield 2042. So last week we did uh, do the little plug of, of quick news where it's like, you know, uh, ba- uh, Battlefield 5 and 1 have more current players than Battlefield 2042 uh, on Steam. And with that, you know, EA has come out and kind of a spokesperson has said they are, quote, very disappointed uh, with 2042 right now and its performance. And they're looking at all options for, I I don't know, they didn't specify if they're looking at all options for just this game or Battlefield as a whole. I would assume both. Uh, And one option they are considering going is free to play for 2042. Uh, th- this is this is very uh, a, kind of a fascinating talking point for a very notable Almost FPS definitely. game, very notable franchise that it, the newest one has bombed this badly that they might put it to free to play. What, what are you boys' first reaction on this? I mean, what do you think this is gonna? I, I mean, it could save the game a little, but I don't think it's gonna save the game necessarily. What, what do you guys think about this? Personally, like. Going free-to-play could very much help the game because a, a lot of people like me and some of the, some of my friends that were interested in the game, we were actually looking forward to the game, but then based on like uh, some of the, the gameplay and that before it was released, decided, you know what, maybe we'll hold off on this for a little while. Mm. And now it's been a pretty good decision. Uh, so it going free-to-play would help because then the people like me who didn't, buy it initially might actually jump in and try to play it see try to have some fun with it but if even then if we if they did go free to play and i did jump into it and it is still not fun or it's still like still buggy still not fun to play i mean it's it's still not going to save it like he said but it might give it a boost it would definitely give it a temporary boost which Maybe that's all they're looking for while they rapidly try to work on it is we we have to show people what are willing to play the game before we can really commit to fixing it is might be what they're looking for. Yeah. And I mean, free to play, that's if they have to go to free to play, that'd be the big thing is them just being able to have a, a player base, which my big thing, because I didn't actually care about 2042 or really stick with it. How did people in like like the portal thing, Battlefield Portal? Because out of all this, that was probably my big thing I saw from 2042 was the possible Battlefield Portal and more or less people just being able to make custom maps and things in game. I'll be completely honest. I forgot Battlefield Portal was supposed to be like this big draw for it. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. I Until you said that, that, w- that had left my brain entirely. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that was my big draw to it of whether it would be survival. Because, I mean, the big battlefield, sure. It's a battlefield standard of just having a stupid amount of people on a map. Right. The elements thing, uh, when I saw that, I was like, eh, it could be entertaining. could also be freaking uh, tower hell. Yeah, nightmare or something. For people's games trying to catch up with that shit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, overall... Free to play is probably their best bet. 
The only thing I think could possibly actually say a 2042 is if they go the way of uh, No Man's Sky. The only problem with that, though, is with a game like Battlefield, or like a, since it's an FPS game, you're not, if your game, like if people are complaining about it, people aren't wanting to play yeah. it, and you just go silent on it. I mean, eventually your player base is going to be small to the point where the people that are playing it are going to be playing the same people every match. Yeah, and that's why I said that's the only way I think it could possibly survive is doing something similar like No Man's Sky, maybe not going complete radio silent, but making some definite overhaul changes. Right. Yeah, I can agree to that for sure. And one question that I'm trying to recall here is Battlefield, is it on like more or less like a yearly release or is it bi-yearly? Uh, I believe it's been like bi-yearly for a little while now. Okay, that, that's what that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to confirm that. So with with how bad of a drop this was, I mean, obviously they'll just continue to do the bi-yearly release, but it's just like for future Battlefield releases, will they you know, start them off free-to-play potentially if this goes free-to-play and gets a good boost or not? You know, like you know, let's say this goes free to play and it has a pretty good following with it. Will it poten- will others potentially be free to play? Will they make a a like a um, a Warzone esque version of Battlefield? That's no. something. That's something to think about. That already failed. Yeah, it did. I'm pretty sure. What what what? what? They already made a uh, a Battlefield BR that failed. Wasn't that just part of um, one or five, or is it part? It of was part of one. It was part of one, and it's. It, it was like th- called Fire Zone or some crap like that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it's. I mean, creating or trying to make the game free to play. I don't think they would like even if they made twenty forty two free to play. Their next game, I don't think they would attempt to go free to play on. Uh, if for no other reason than they would, they would probably just want to uh, release it and show like come back and say, yeah, see, we can make a good game. Yeah, and I'm with John on that. I don't see them, even if they had to go 2042 free-to-play to try and help save it, I have no reason to believe that they would make the next one free-to-play. Um, one, because EA. And two, it's just not ideal because, again, that this is the Battlefield franchise, so people may <coughs> accept 2042 as going to free-to-play just because of how bad it was. But I highly doubt anyone would expect the next one to be free to play. Start out, people would complain about it because they go, "Hey, twenty forty two was free to play," and everyone would go, "Yeah, but you initially had to pay for it." <laughs> right. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the next one they create is still Battlefield. Yeah. And people will pay for Battlefield. Another possibility as well is if Microsoft steps up and tries to f- write them a fat check to put on Game Pass Day One, which, you know, with how forty two is kind of flopped, that's something I could see them considering. Is just taking that fat check and letting it go to Game Pass Day One to get a boost in player base, but yeah. it just depends. It just depends on like when the next one starts to come out. How well is any sort of gameplay stuff going to be kind of received? You know, but like I said, you know, uh, I don't know. That that's also a possibility. It's just Game Pass Day One, and honestly, at this point, you know, with the free to play style, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it in Game Pass here in the next couple months. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Battlefield come in there. Oh, easily. Especially since, you know, EA and Microsoft already have a pretty good relationship as it is with EA Play being integrated with, well, half-ass integrated. Uh, you know, the trouble that John and I had trying to download Mass Effect. Uh, you know. You ever finished that, John? I mean, it's downloaded. Okay. Okay. But one of the things I find I found the most interesting when you sent that to me, that they might go free-to-play to try to save it, is the idea of... Uh, a game coming out and releasing in a, 
in such a poor state that free to play is their potential offer to or save potential it. thing to save the game. Meanwhile, in the past few years, we've had games that have done extremely well and then end up deciding to go free to play to get more people to get access to it. Yeah. Most notably recently, the uh, PUBG free to play. Yep. Just it's like that just recently became free to play and that's been one of the most popular games in the world. And then the original BR. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh, a couple years ago, uh, like Destiny 2 going yep. base game free to play. Yeah. Yep. And then like rotating content and everything in and then still releasing, still releasing their DLCs and their expansions as paid content. But I mean, you still get a lot of content for free to play. So it's, it's, a really interesting it's really interesting to see a game having to look look towards it to save itself while most most notably in the past few years we've had like i said uh games deciding to go free to play just to give new players access to them they're like we've done well enough that you can just come play now yeah all right, let's uh, let's jump over to the big one, uh, which also, hey, shout out uh, for our episode seventy where we were doing predictions. You know, Zach looks like one of your predictions is probably going to be checked off, which is extraction being dead pretty quickly. So shout out to that, and one of mine is now checked off, which was Microsoft's going to announce their next big purchase. I didn't think it'd be this soon. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be in January, but here we are. Uh, man, I got to my first store on Monday, hopped on my phone just real quick to look at something. I got a notification, and that was just like the first six posts. That's all it was. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> uh, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. Um, man, you know, we, I think, you know, Zach, we were chatting about this the other day. Uh, you know, when we were talking about possible purchases, we never even talked about Activision Blizzard. It never even came up because yeah. of the, the shit that was happening. So we never even considered it. You know, we talked about, oh, what if they do like Ubisoft? What if they do like EA or, you know, Sega yeah, we, or whatever? Yeah, we were thinking other um, companies and things like that that were up at, towards that scale, but we didn't even touch on Blizzard Activision. Yeah, and a lot of it's because of everything that came out. And plus, they kind of, you know, they kind of stand on their own pedestal, up, you know, like... They, they stand on their own pedestal that's, like, up there with our three console developers almost, yeah. you know, which is clear based on the, you know, the dollar amount, which I also find is funny because literally just last week on last episode, we were just talking about the highest video Singa. game purchase, you know, highest video game publisher purchase in history at $12 billion. And now we have this one at almost seventy billion dollars, which is absolutely insane. Here's the Here's something interesting that I actually saw since this came out because i started looking at it a little bit is if you there was a you could find a chart of what activision blizzards uh was kind of worth and you can looking at it you can kind of see probably when the talk started happening because because not too long ago activision blizzard with everything going on the its value was at an all-time low Right. Oh, most definitely. And it's like you can. It's like <clears throat> shares so, were like fifty bucks. Yeah, it's like the shares and everything were drastically lower than anybody ever thought they would be. And then you look at it, and it's like this. This had to have been one of the quickest, like not. Or this is one of the biggest surprises, but also probably one of the quickest turnarounds of like Microsoft probably showing up and going, "Hey, we got some money. If you want to, you want to, you want to come with us." 
and then it being announced. No, and you're 100% right, because based on some reports that have come out involving, because there's, Jesus, there's been so many reports that, oh, I, yeah. that I had to kind of tag in here. One of the reports is that, you know, when the, when the, uh, the, the talks started between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, Bobby actually apparently went to other, you know, other companies to attempt to purchase. He went to Meta, which of course, you know, if, in case anyone missed it, that was Facebook. Uh, he went to Google. He went to Apple. Uh, you know, I think there was a couple others. I don't remember who. Uh, and, you know, they all obviously turned it down and came back to Microsoft. And, you know, and also with the joke that John made with Microsoft, say, like, hey, we got some cash. One thing to note about this almost $70 billion, this is a check. Like, this isn't like, you know, because normally with some of these purchases, it's like X amount of money, like X amount of shares, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like broken down in a few categories of like how a purchase is made. No, this is like straight up a cash purchase, essentially, which is <laughs> insane to think about well, that they're just writing a check well, for this. Well, yeah, if you look at it, they they wrote a check and bought Activision Blizzard for, what is it, like half the value of Sony? Yeah, yeah, and, and at and, least a Nintendo. Nintendo is like sixty billion, so they just spent a Nintendo. Well, yeah, it's like they, they, it was like they wrote a. Apparently, they had enough spending cash that they they bought like they bought something, spent the money, like half the value of their biggest competition. Yep. I mean, and you talking about them being also. Whenever this came out of me, Alex started talking. I was like. When I really think about it, this was probably the perfect time for Microsoft to come and get this because of all that crap that going on. <coughs> Definitely lowered their, uh, as you said, their uh, profit and everything of what the company is costing. And just, it's honestly also a PR uh, genius for Xbox cause, and Microsoft because if they buy it up and they can take care of all this stuff and get the employees who have been quitting or not. Not necessarily coming back, but settling and everything. Well, not shoot. It looks good for Microsoft too of getting rid of all that crap and now, turning the whole thing around. Yeah, it's like this is already a pretty big, pretty big W for Microsoft, and it could become that much more of one. Yeah, exactly. If, if they can come out of this like you were saying and clean all this PR nightmare up and get the get it where everybody's happy with it, uh, it you know hats off to them. That's going to be a phenomenal job done. And speaking of PR job, one little tidbit that I wanted to, I want to add to this that I, f- I found that was pretty interesting is that before, I guess before these talks really like kind of ramped up between Activision Blizzard and Microsoft, apparently Bobby actually considered buying like Kotaku and PC Gamer and attempt to change reporting on the company. Like that's yeah, how I saw that. That's how desperate it became. Where it's just like of how horrible PR Activision Blizzard has, which obviously very well deserved. They deserve that terrible PR especially when Bobby knew of a lot of the things that was going on and just swept it under the rug, you know, like, I mean, so that, that's a really scummy move, but, um, you know, talking about the purchase itself, uh, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft will continue to act independently until the deal is complete. So Bobby will still continue to be the CEO of Activision Blizzard until the deal is done. But then after that, from everything that we've seen, he is expected to step down because in Phil Spencer's like initial uh, article on News Xbox uh, that pretty much everyone in Activision Blizzard will then report to him uh, once the deal is done. And there was no mention of Bobby Kotick at all. So all the reports are saying that Bobby is out when the deal is done, as it should be. But the one thing that's got everyone really pissed off is that apparently he's leaving with a very fat check, like a $400 million check. 
Which like the, fuck the dude. He needs. Yeah, he deserves to go burn in hell. I mean, fuck this dude completely. And that's got a lot of people outside, you know, as you know, fans like us, as other like analysts, as well as people within the organization of Activision Blizzard, all have them pretty upset about oh, it. Oh yeah, no, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Uh, with this as well, there's been a lot of concern on Sony's side. Sony actually had a spokesperson came out and said that they expect Microsoft to continue to ensure that Activision games stay multi-platform. Exact quote being, we expect Microsoft will abide by contra um, uh, agreements that will continue to ensure Activision games are, are multi-platform. Phil following up saying Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed by a variety of platforms and we continue to support those communities moving forward. Uh, so in, in terms of Phil's quote, I mean, I think that's very kind of straightforward that like what's there now, we're going to continue to obviously support it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The call of duties, the overwatch, I mean, et cetera. And like, that makes sense. That's understandable. Cause I mean, we already have a precedence because of a, with their purchase our, of Arcane and look at death loop. Exactly. They kept the death loop. Dead loop is only on PS five yep. and PC until sometime mid next year yeah, or it, this year. Sorry. It's full. It was a full year. So whenever death loops release, hits date hits again this year and it'll be released on everything else same thing with yeah. ghostwire tokyo that yeah. being by Zenimax and bethesda that's coming out for ps4 ps5 sometime this year as well yeah see i could see like sony saying uh wanting them to abide by like already established contracts then that becomes what kind of contracts are they do they have are these just like potential like we're gonna do X number of games for both of these because if that's the case it could be a couple more years and Microsoft be like you know <laughs> you can have the game but we're gonna we're gonna you know we did spend a lot of money on this so we're gonna need some of that back from you I mean it is quite possible I mean at least from what Microsoft's at least shown from some of the other stables was they're at least going to honor any contracts that are in place yeah. Oh, yeah. after said contracts are over it's going to be questionable to see what happens because we already know with Bethesda, pretty much anything Bethesda is going to be probably Xbox exclusive for, yep, for some time. Starfield confirmed for that. Elder Scrolls probably will be. And then it will make its way over to PlayStation. So I easily see that happening with other things. And with the contract thing that John mentioned, that's a great point because obviously the first thing that a lot of people are going to question is Call of Duty. Yeah. What is the contract there? Is there, is there a contract set up that Activision Blizzard already has set up with Microsoft and Sony, I'm assuming, to allow them to be on the platforms till like, let's say, I don't know, 2026, just random throwing out a year here. Now, you know, just as an example, and then it's like renew the con. Is there something like that set up? That's a thing to question because I know one thing that is a possibility that, you know, I've seen a lot of people kind of speculate and talk about is like, you know, obviously they'll continue to uh, support Warzone, you know, multi-plat, it makes a lot of money, whatever. But then it's like, what about the standalone Call of Duties? Will they just be Xbox moving forward? You know, and in terms also what John was saying, say, like, hey, you know, we spent a lot of money on this. You know, we want some money back. You know, Phil Spencer could just be like, hey, you want these games on your platform? Put Game Pass on your platform. I know it sounds silly, but Phil's been very like open that he wants to put Game Pass on everything. You know, he even reached out to Nintendo at one point to get Game Pass on Nintendo. Yeah. He's had talks with Sony to put Game Pass on on PlayStations. So maybe that's going to be his deal breaker. It's like, hey, if you want the new Call of Duty, put Game Pass on your console, which would, that would be that'd be a very weird thing to see. I mean, it would. I mean, I'm not sure if it would be something like that. I mean, it's definitely a possibility with Phil Spencer pushing the Game Pass and whatnot, but. I mean, 25 million subscribers, by the way, he, they did announce that. Oh, yep. I mean, it is a business thing, so it's going to be whatever business. If 
it's ideal for them to continue getting games and whatnot and just adding Game Plus, they might. And Sony may just say, screw it, don't, don't deal with it. Because, I mean, there is tons of stuff that uh, is solely on PlayStation, mostly Japanese studios and RPGs and stuff like that. So they may just forego it, and we just have end up with a bunch of shooters on Microsoft. So, Right. So I honestly, on that point, it comes down to whatever best fits each business's thing. Right. I, I'm assuming that regardless of what contracts are in place now, it, I, th- I think Microsoft will be more, at least in this case, be a, a little more willing to, like, especially for the Call of Duties, be like, you know, they're, they're fine to, it's like, it's like, we'll just, it's like, you pay us for it. We'll, we'll let you have it. It won't be any big deal on that one. Those I could see a little more. Yeah. I would say, like, it's like any other, like, Activision uh, products they may come out with, that may be a little more questionable. But at least Call of Duty, I for the foreseeable future, I don't see any, any potential rift happening there. See, my main thing is I would just see exclusivity stuff is really it. Yeah. You know, when it comes to it, at the end of the day, you know, they spent $70 billion. So, I mean, there's going to be, they're going to push the exclusive side of it because it was the same thing when they when they bought Bethesda and Zenimax for eight point whatever billion. Um, you know, it's talking about kind of like uh, how, what's going on within Activision Blizzard right now. I've got some I've got some tidbits here uh, per Jason Trier from just things that he's been hearing. Uh, lots of cautious optimism about the merger and Kotick being gone. Uh, excitement for more creative freedom under Xbox, which is pretty big conversation there that we'll have. Uh, fear of layoffs. Uh, that's that's a, that's always a, a fair fear to have. Call of Duty could ditch the yearly release schedule. That's also a pretty big talking point right there. Optimism about uh, management changes and positive culture around, um, at several Xbox-owned studios. And then, of course, Fury uh, towards Microsoft giving Bobby a, a huge payday with a soft exit. That's very obviously fair. And then determination just keep organizing. Um, so let, let's start with, you know, since we're already kind of talking about Call of Duty, let's go ahead and start there. Uh, Call of Duty, you know, p- you know, potentially ditching that yearly release schedule. I mean, I feel like they've needed to do that a long time they've, ago. It, they've needed to do that for years. Yes. I mean, like, when was the last Call of Duty that was actually worth a shit? I mean, besides, like, you know, Warzone, because everyone plays it you know that's the br or whatever but like i'm talking about the standalone games when was the last one that was actually like really worth the damn i personally can't remember it because it's like everyone that comes out because you know we have a couple friends that still play call, the new call of duties as they release essentially like our friend davin and brady and like both of them have kind of told me the same thing every year around it's like the first month it's like oh yeah this is actually a lot of fun and then it's like after that it's like oh yeah this kind of sucks ass every time same uh, cycle the last one that i sort of enjoyed i think was world at war Black Ops Four was for me, uh, or co- of course that was. I had a lot of. Uh, you I don't, did play that a lot. I had a lot it. of fun with that one, but that one very quickly became less of kind of like deathmatch and standard game modes. They had a more interesting mode. I think it was called like Heist or something like that, where it was more of a more of a like Counter Strike play style. Yeah. Uh, which I played that a lot, and then it was Blackout. Blackout was the big draw for that game. For me, it was um, Modern Warfare 3. That was the last one that I really enjoyed, and I played multiple since then. I have, because after uh, Modern Warfare 3, I think was either 
I think was probably Black Ops 3. I think Black Ops 2 came out before Modern Warfare 3. I could be wrong there because I played 2, I played 3. I tried 4 as well. Uh, I tried Advanced Warfare. Uh, I tried Ghosts. Um, you try Infinity? Yes. Didn't I didn't obviously care for that one either. Um, I, and then I haven't tried some of the past new ones that's come out, which was like World War II, uh, the current one, new one, obviously Vanguard, and there's like Cold War. Which I know that's what I, like I know Davin. That's all. That's a, he's what he's playing right now. He doesn't play Vanguard, which I know Vanguard's being. It's been horribly, horribly received. Um, so them ditching this, you know, yearly release schedule, I think, is a great thing for the company. Great thing for the brand because again, these games have sucked for a long time. Because like when it comes to Activision Blizzard, it's Call of Duty or nothing essentially. I mean, like we, we already I, we we I think we, I've, I talked about this on the show months ago where it's like every studio within the Activision side of things all moved over to Call of Duty. Everyone got moved over. All right. I mean, like Blizzard was still kind of doing their thing, whatever, making whatever they got cooking right now with the couple games we know of. But like everyone under the Activision label, like Toys for Bob, who just like, um, you know, who did like the Crash 4, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Everyone was on Call of Duty Vanguard or Warzone. Everyone. You know, and that's that's been Activision's, you know, focus in terms of console gaming is call of duty so one ditching that yearly release schedule perfect the other thing as well is the the creative freedom being under xbox right because when it comes to activision blizzard as we've seen from games like crash 4 like the tony hawk pro skater remakes okay well received games both of them what happens to the uh what happens to the developers at tony hawk pro skater who's uh developers who's been around for 30 plus years they just get absorbed into Blizzard. Their company no longer exists. They're just Blizzard now. That's vi uh, Vicarious Visions. And then again, Toys for Bob just gets shafted over to uh, Call of Duty instead of getting to kind of do something else. Yeah, that's because like Activision, Blizzard has like this mindset of like, we got to get these million dollar sellers. That's all they want. While Xbox is like, you know, they're kind of a little bit more lean back about it, you know, because at the end of the day, they have Game Pass that makes a stupid amount of money. I mean, again, 25 million subscribers, $15 a month. It's a lot of money every month, right? So they're getting their money. Um, so Xbox is going to be kind of more lean back on stuff where it's going to give them so much more creative freedom. Because like Phil Spencer, you know, he had an interview with Washington Post about this. And that was one thing that he talked about was he was super adamant on the creative freedom part where it's just like, and he name dropped a few games. Like, you know, I think one was like what, uh, uh, Nexon, I think, which God, apparently there hasn't been a Nexon game since like, like 2000. You know, where he was talking about other IPs. Guitar Hero. That was one that he dropped. When was the last time we had a Guitar Hero? I was about to say, <laughs> I got a list here of all the IPs that they now own. because Thank you. Please, besides, please go through that. Because besides Microsoft and Activision, the one other thing that sort of got slid in here, they also purchased Kings. Yes, Which Kings. is the owners and creators of Candy Crush. Oh, my God. Cash Cow. Yeah. But so all the IPs that they now own through Activision Blizzard and Kings is Blur. If you remember that, John. <laughs> That was a racing game? Very briefly. Um, Caesar, I'm not sure what that is. Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Crash Bandicoot, Diablo, DJ Hero, Empire Earth, Fuck DJ Hero, uh, Gabrielle Knight, Geometry Wars, Guitar Hero, Gun from Xbox and PlayStation 2, oh, throwback. Uh, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Hexen, Interstate 76, King's Quest, Laura Bow Mysteries, The Lost Vikings, Overwatch, Phantasmagoria, Pitfall, Police Quest, Prototype, Quest for Glory, Singularity, Skylanders, Soldier of Fortune, Space Quest, 
Spyro the, the Dragon, StarCraft, Tenshu, Time Shift, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, True Crime, World of Warcraft, and Zork. What a damn list. That is a lot of <laughs> what IPs. What a damn list. And with that as well, I did see some name drops for Skylanders as well. I saw some name drops for like Spyro mm-hmm. as well. Prototype was one that I saw get name dropped. So like there's so much potential here for what can further come out of this, you know, because Xbox is again going to allow everyone to have more creative freedom. Hell, he might bring back Vicarious Visions. He might round them up like, hey, where are you guys at? Oh, you over in that cubicle. You were a part of VV, right? All right, cool. Come on. You're gonna, we're going to reform your company. You know, I mean, because, I mean, again, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake, that was received very, very well. Oh, yeah, those came out very good. But, again, Activision Blizzard said, yeah, I know you did a great job. I know you've been around for, like, 30-plus years, but you're going to go to Blizzard. You're going to work on the Diablo 2 Remake and then Diablo 4. So, fuck you. Uh, so, you know, there's so much potential here. I mean, cause like, again, with Xbox not really demanding all these like unbelievable sellers, like, well, yeah, it'd be cool if the game could sell. Like, again, they got game pass. That's going to kind of bring in the money there as it is, you know, could see a new Skylanders, new Spyro, uh, hell, could it maybe finally see a new Starcraft? You never know at this point. At this point, you really never could know. I mean, it, it could be anything. I mean, maybe Overwatch 2. That's been through an unbelievable amount of de- 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 uh, developmental hell. You know, hell, complete pipe dream here. Maybe even, like, the return of, like, Heroes of the Storm. I wore my jacket just for that because Heroes of the Storm got shafted for one main reason. Didn't compete with League. That's it. You know, so that's why they moved everyone away. Now there's like, I think literally one or two developers on HOTS. Because, I mean, while it was still kind of bringing in money through just like general uh, microtransactions, HGC, just the game itself, didn't compete with League, and it got shafted. So who knows? Maybe even Heroes could have a, another boost. You know, there, there, there's so much potential IP-wise here. New Guitar Hero, which I know you would probably be a fan of that because I, like, I know you're a big rock band guy. Uh, you and uh, Diaz both. But I, I mean, Diaz would get a kick more out of that than me. Yeah, I, I know both of you guys have, have spent a lot of time on those games. New DJ Hero, whatever. I mean, the possibilities for, you know, the amount of, like, what could come out of this is un- is absolutely just unreal. I mean, there is really with all that IPs and whatnot. Um, I'm going to tone it down a little because I'm going to say for sure that several of those IPs, as they are notable IPs, they're fucking dead. Oh yeah, yeah. There are there are definitely some dead IPs in there. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna sit here and hammer that everything's gonna get a game, but it's just yeah, the possibilities. There, I mean, there is possibilities, and I mean, with being Xbox now, oh Microsoft owning them and everything. And again, Microsoft is very flexible in letting their developers do things like that. We see that with all all the indie stuff that's come through Microsoft and everything, and all the great indie stuff that comes through there. So it's a possibility that a group of developers may get together and maybe revive one of those IPs. So, I mean, I, I say that there's not a chance. They're more than likely dead, but there's like a 1% chance that a group of developers go, hey, can we make something with this IP? And Xbox and Microsoft going, sure, you do you. <laughs> but, I mean, ideally, several of these IPs will probably stay dead. Microsoft will have the IP rights to them. But, I mean, you're right. There's a good chance for just anything to come out and allowing and developers to really play with these new IPs and stuff like that. And also the big thing that really uh, is seeing that Microsoft is slowly encroaching on everyone is having a just giant universe of games. Right, yeah. And just allowing for crossover through very dumb things. That's sort of how I see it, so. Yeah, I more than anything, yeah, m- I would say a large part of the that list of IPs you read off not coming back, not doing anything with more than anything. 
any of these, any team that they have that they've was a part of Blizzard that, like you like you were saying, may want to work on something, may want to work on something new. They're more likely to Microsoft's more likely to let them kind of just jump, try something out, and then uh, then the other thing is. Say the Activision team decides to work on something new. Well, then Microsoft also gets to put out like a new IP or something, not only with Microsoft on it, but also Activision. Yeah. So it's like they can use the name, like the power of the branding of the company as well to release something new as a, as opposed to just looking at it all and being like, well, maybe we bring this stuff back. I mean, same thing with Blizzard. Cause I mean, even after all this, crap that's been going on with Blizzard. Blizzard is still a strong name just because yeah. they're one of the, have one of the longest going consistent games out there being World of Warcraft. Right. Like, that's literally just a game, not a franchise. That is a single game. Yep. So, I mean, Blizzard's name also can be worked in the same way <clears throat> like that of if we somehow got something new f- with a Blizzard logo on it. So, here's, here's one of the one of the other things I find fascinating about this purchase, more than just like the dollar amount, more than the company that they bought and everything, is the fact that I haven't really seen anyone question whether or not Microsoft is going to be able to turn Blizzard around or like be able to like make them into what people used to believe them to be. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's seen. I've talked to about it or heard anything on. It's like, oh yeah, Microsoft's going to do good with that. I mean, just because Microsoft it's, is just they've got a good track record of doing things correctly. Really do because I mean they've been buying companies up for years now. Yeah, and I, as far as I'm aware, nothing terrible has come out of that. Most of those companies, as far as I'm aware, are very happy being under Microsoft with the free um, freedom they have of stuff and everything. How things go so mm-hmm. i mean at this point in time it's not microsoft we should be worried about oh yeah it's just it's <laughs> it's after just the past year of everything coming out with blizzard all this usually anything blizzard related has not been good news very true and then this comes out and it's just like positivity on the fact that yeah microsoft got this yeah. if, it's like if any company was gonna do it microsoft microsoft got the easiest chance for it it's just it's it's weird to see everybody unanimously agree on that. Yeah, because most of the time, you, you most of the time you see a lot of negativity. Yeah, yeah. You, you like you see a lot of negativity or like a lot of questions with the purchases. Really, nothing has come out negative or like in any sort of bad light from this so far. Yeah. Everybody's just been like, you know what? We'll see what happens. It looks good. I mean, imagine if this had purchase had somehow been from like Nintendo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wouldn't see oh it. Ha- I wouldn't see it happen, considering this purchase apparently more than what Nintendo's worth. But that would have been a shit show. I know. I still think it's funny hearing about that uh, the story of when Xbox, uh, Microsoft approached Nintendo to try to buy them, and Nintendo just laughed them out of the room. I still think that's funny. It was like early 2000s when Xbox was like just about to like take off, you know, and yeah, kind of yeah. do its thing and they approached about it and they had to like, you know, restate what they were kind of wanting because Nintendo's like, what? wait, what? I didn't hear you right the first time. It's like, no, we want to buy you, whatever. It's like, you know, you make the games, we've got the power, you know, the console, and Nintendo just started laughing at them. <laughs> just laughed about well, it. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, 
That's the thing about Nintendo. Nintendo, they've always known what they are. Yep. Yeah. They, <laughs> Nintendo knows what they're doing. It's like they're not. They're never gonna have the most powerful. They're never gonna be the most timely with uh, releases, announcements, or keeping up with the times. But they're always gonna be a powerhouse. Yeah, in their I mean, own way. <laughs> even even today, even if Microsoft came back to Nintendo nowadays, Nintendo would still refuse that offer. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Nintendo's perfectly fine where they are. Their po- their numbers are it, positive. Nintendo would just turn it around and be like, "How about we have you? <laughs> how, about, I mean, how about you say you're you're Microsoft from Nintendo?" I was about to say, like, <laughs> I could still see Nintendo. It, it would be still really odd, but I could still see Nintendo laughing them out of the meeting. Right. I could, too. Just because <laughs> Nintendo has that legacy. Yep. And, I mean, based on a, somebody I talked to, there's a, I don't remember if you said it was a documentary or a book of sort of how Nintendo sort of ran the gaming industry like a mafia back in the day. Really? Yeah, because, like, uh, from what he was telling me from what he read, there was things like, Nintendo, like, if people weren't selling Nintendo games and stuff like that and would not do Nintendo's prices, shipment of Nintendo games would just suddenly not show up at their stores. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. So Nintendo used to apparently run the gaming industry when it was just Nintendo, like they were Yakuza, so. I mean, these days it's, I mean, similar to that, they just... Don't ever change the price. Correct. Doesn't matter how long the game's been out. That's the, very the, true. the price will always be the price. Yeah. But yeah, N- Nintendo's Nintendo. Yeah. They, they're they just going to always be there. And to think that Nintendo started off by making appliances once upon a time. Yep. <laughs> their, their early origins. <laughs> but sort of bring, rounding this back out, now that we have this such big purchase of a name by Microsoft of Blizzard Activision and King's, what do you think they can t- get next? I still, I, it was one of my predictions. I still think they're gonna. I still think Sega's a possibility. I mean, Sega and Xbox and Microsoft has done so much together, uh, and I still, you know, Sega's always been kind of in a in a mad place for like the last fifteen years yeah. now, because fifteen years ago, as of this year, was Sonic 06 release, and it really completely killed Sega in a lot of ways. Atlas still kind of does their thing and does very well in their respective regard, but. You know, I can still see Sega, Sega as a purchase. I mean, I could also see, like, especially right now, Sega being like, you know what? We don't want anyone to buy us right now because we don't want to be the... We, we're not going to be the company to follow that headline. <laughs> 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 because just think about it. Whichever one... Get, whichever, whoever gets bought next has to be the one to follow a $70 billion deal. No one wants that. Yeah, Sega's only worth, like, I think $2 billion. I mean... <laughs> Still, it's, it's you know, it's two billion dollars, but mean, still, yeah, it's sort of fu- yeah, it's sort of funny to think about that. Yeah, no one wants to follow that up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd be very curious to see um, with this deal. Uh, I don't see Microsoft buying another big name like that not at least this bit, no. year, or probably not next year. I mean, we still got quarter four. Yeah, you're right, but <laughs> yeah, uh, unless someone else just really tanks it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see Microsoft, of course, picking up more indie studios of one. Yeah, absolutely. But like in a couple of years, I wouldn't. I'd be interested if they buy up EA, Ubisoft, two other companies they're closely with. Now, see, the, now I will say the problem with that is because I've already seen a lot of reports about this with just this purchase alone. Is that there is actually uh, it's a small possibility from what I've seen that this deal may not even go through. Oh, really? Yeah, per like like government-based shit 
because it's being viewed as too much of a of a monopoly. Really? Yeah, that's what I was slightly worried about too. But everyone expects it to go through because, like, from some hard percentage numbers that I saw from some other people a lot smarter than me. So don't 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 shoot me. I'm just the the potential messenger here. Is that like with them buying this, it's gonna shift them from like they were at like I think six or seven something percent now up to like above ten percent mm-hmm. of of kind of the market of things. So, I mean, but there is that possibility where that deal couldn't go through, uh, but it is a very low chance. So, I mean, I, everyone I mean, fully expects this deal to go through. Well, here's the other thing about the deal potentially not being not going through. I mean, it'll go through. As we've seen, Microsoft's got no problem throwing some money around. I mean, yeah. And even, and even then, because Microsoft's dealt, dealt with uh, monopoly clauses before because, like, with schools and whatnot, they would just give peop- schools the window iOS – so they gained a monopoly on school networks, mm-hmm. and they had to pay a check to the government every year for that. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Microsoft's already dealt with monopoly crap. So yeah. they're just like, "Hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We've been through this before. Yeah. We we've been Saddle here. Up. It's like we'll, we got around it before. We'll get around it again. What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. We'll just write another fucking check. <laughs> Seventy billion dollars. That's so. I can't. I, it's. I mean, I know it's Microsoft. I get it, but it just it just baffles me in a way where it's just like, yeah, they just wrote a check for this straight cash purchase. Well, this is literally a company just walking up and slapping people with cases of money. Well, <laughs> literally. Well, that's the thing. It's like the the seventy billion they spent. I believe that's only half of their available on hand cash for purchases. So they can write another check for seventy billion right now. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, that's so that's so dumb. <laughs> but hey, it's Microsoft. I get it. Hey, but that's it, what you get when you make a very successful company. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. Uh, very random, but you know, it's just involving like successful, kind of like you know, creating. Uh, I know you guys probably haven't, but have you guys looked into like that? Uh, that Xbox documentary that's on YouTube about the creation of like the Xbox and stuff. No, I still haven't watched it. No, I've watched about three episodes of it. I'd recommend it. I'm not going to dive into stuff. Just, it just popped my head with you saying that I definitely recommend watching it. It, it is a very entertaining watch talking, you know, listening to the guys talk about the pitch meetings going into trying to pitch this game console. Cause it was basically them versus another group. And the other group was very like adamant on like kind of whatever they were pitching was like very in the times Meanwhile, what the team with the Xbox was pitching was trying to like think ahead yeah. on what's to come. Uh, so it, it was it was it was a very fascinating uh, few episodes. I that mean, I watched. sort of one thing that this I I haven't watched it, but I did read an article someone wrote up about it uh, based off that documentary is um, how Xbox learned from Lionshead Studios, mm. the studio that did Fable, yeah. and everything. How they've sort of regretted some choices that they did with Lion's Head and how they dealt with that, that they've used to bring into all these companies they bought since then. And they right. understand they can't change what they did back then and have no intention of bringing Lion's Head Studio back. It's just sort of one of those things of a studio that made a f- franchise a fable. How they learned from that one studio that then when they had barely any other studios underneath them to lead to the purchasing of all these other indie studios, somewhat big studios and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also with that documentary, I, there was one part that I thought was really funny. And from everything, like the episodes that I watched, like this was like one of the, the big winning moments for the team that was making the Xbox was, uh, just simply turning it on because, you know, at that time, you know, computers are kind of a startup process, yeah. right? 
Uh, apparently, Bill Gates was fascinated by the Xbox and how quickly it turned on. Where he like they he they, he just kept turning it on and off. Like, oh, like, I wouldn't be yeah, surprised like, by like, that at like, all. Like, like, a, like a child, he kept telling him, turn it off. I turn it back on. And it starts off, you know, pretty quickly. Like, do it again. Again. And he, like, just over and over again. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was really funny. Um, but, no, you know, it will be interesting to see what uh, Microsoft is going to do next because, obviously, they're not they're not done. But, again, who wants to follow up that? You know, who, who, wants, to, who wants to follow that up? But, you know, they're, gonna, they're just going to keep on growing. But, overall, like, I, I do view this as a massive win for both companies. I mean, it does obviously feel like a little bit of a, of a monopoly, uh, monopoly. It does, you know, but I do view it as a big win for both companies. Uh, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of IPs that are going to be, you know, first party exclusive. Like, like, you know, they we've got Phil Spencer's quote that he uh, put out on Twitter. Uh, had good calls with Sony this week with, the, with with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. Well, that's a, first off, that's a very carefully worded statement. Like, like that, that clearly went through multiple rounds of approval. Like I, like you read that over and over again, there's lots that you can like take away from that. But I mean, like I said, I, I definitely think like something like a, the live service of Warzone will be around for forever until it's dead or they make the new one just cause it's a live service thing. But like, I don't know, man, once the acquisition is done, like, you know, let's say what well, you're talking about with the contracts stuff, I can't help but to feel like Xbox is going to flap their giant wiener on the table and be like, no, nah, that's, that's first party. We spent $70 billion. Sorry. Kiss our ass. Or you can put game pass on your console. Uh, so I think I, this is honestly just your own personal push for game pass on everything. I mean, it's not, I'm being very realistic about what could potentially come. Um, yeah, but you're never going to see a day where Sony has Xbox Game Pass on its consoles. Yeah, I really don't see it. I don't see it either, but I know Phil's pushing it. Yeah, I know he's pushing it. So that's why I'm saying that, hey, don't be horribly surprised if that does end up happening someday. Because I, I do see that route coming where it's like, hey, you want this on your console? We need this out of you. You know, because again, you know, there, there's no, like, besides the current contracts They're not that are Nintendo. In place, They're not going to be gangsters about it. Like he, he could. You don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out, uh, you know, o- over the next few years to come. This deal should probably be done by, like, I think middle of next year is what I saw. More is than when, likely. Is when, uh, is when, you know, there's the the ink is done and, you know, it's you know, we're good to go. The decision's done and Bobby's out. Uh, which, thank God for that. It sucks that he's getting a fat fucking paycheck to get out. I hate that, but it is what it is, I guess. But uh, yeah, it should be done sometime next year, and we'll see what's going to kind of play out from there. I, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Like I said, I think this is a big win for both companies. I mean, my only one thing from that statement that statement was very well worded, but with how it was worded, it almost feels like Phil Spencer doesn't care enough about Call of Duty that Sony can keep it. I mean, that's not actually probably inaccurate because every interview he's done since he's talked about everything else but Call of Duty, which is good. That's what he should do. You know, because there's so much Activision Blizzard has ignored. But, I mean, you might be on to something where he's just like, I don't really give a fuck about Call of Duty. I give a fuck about, you know, you know, Hexen, <laughs> which has been a new game since, like, the two, uh, early 2000s. I mean, Zord hasn't had a game since, like, PS1 era. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he's name-dropping everything else but Call of Duty right now. You know, he's just like, oh, what about Skylanders? Oh, yeah, Guitar Hero. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Not Skylanders. I think it's also, <laughs> it's also like, it, it could also just be he's less worried about no like names. Less worried about like Call of Duty or some of these other games actually being on Sony. He may he maybe just be like, you know what? Yeah, more than willing to just let that keep happening. 
and and it's more of we have this other stuff now, but also look how much publicity we're getting for having done this. Yeah. Because it's like at this point, all eyes are on them to see what happens now. So anything they're doing right now is getting more publicity than it would have been getting normally. Also, I just thought now World of Warcraft may possibly have a space dungeon. What? Yeah, because if Blizzard's under Microsoft, we can cross play Halo with Warcraft. No, you, it would be more likely that you get a Warcraft dungeon in Halo. I mean, you're quite <laughs> correct, but... Yeah? Well, we'll see, we'll see what they do with all the Blizzard stuff, as, you know, as well as Activision, because with the Blizzard stuff alone, I mean, you know, so much developmental hell across the board with things, so, you know, be curious how it's all going to continue to impact these upcoming titles that we know, like the Overwatch 2, Diablo 4. Um, Immortal. If, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. One day. Yeah, one day they'll come out uh, if they, they actually maybe push for a new StarCraft. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, how, how, how you guys feeling? You guys feeling good? You know, ready to wrap up or any more thoughts on anything? No, not really. I don't really got anything else. I feel like... You've sort of beaten this one in the ground at this point. John, what about you? How you feeling? Uh, I yeah, I think we've we pretty much got everything out we we had been talking about. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I feel good. I feel like I got everything out of my system. All right, you sure. So you don't got one more throw at Bobby? Actually, yeah, I do. You know, there he is. Yeah, yeah. Bobby's a piece of shit. He can go burn in the deepest, darkest pits of hell. This guy can straight up go fuck himself. There you go. That's all I got left. All right. <laughs> One quick little just fun fact note. Uh, just, you know, leave on a good feeling there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, better than what I just dropped. Thank yeah. you. Leave on a bit of a good feeling. Because, uh, Alex, me and you both really enjoyed uh, the Arcane Netflix show. Yes. Well, uh looks like uh, Arcane Vi is going to be making her way into Fortnite I saw now. That. Yeah, I saw we that. Saw with that. the return of the the Jinx showing back up in the shop. So just quick little shout out because I, I had read that and then it, I just saw it pop back up for me. You know what's weird? I saw that same thing pop up, but for whatever reason, I got the Japanese article. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happened with my phone and how it likes to reference stuff. I get a bunch of Japanese articles now. It's just reading wherever you're looking, man. <laughs> I mean, I read read a bunch of freaking webtoons and stuff, but still. God, I can't get over that damn gif. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was fantastic. Uh, the uh, web the w- the official webtoon Twitter put out a gif of um, you know uh, recapping s- the last season of Unordinary, where it's just like John just going around just beating the shit out of everyone. From what I think, it's like it's always sunny, isn't that? Yeah, what that's th- from? I think it was always sunny. And then the, even the author retweeted, and she's just, she's just like, "This is accurate." <laughs> yeah, you know exactly which. It's the meme of him just slapping yeah. everyone. Yep, yep. That, that's essentially that's essentially what <laughs> Unordinary was. That was pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Well, if, if we got no last thoughts, um, you know, my good hit the music. We good get out of here. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's roll. All right, last thoughts, boys. Thank you, everyone, for watching this and everything. If you have any way you want to point out of something we might have missed about this purchase, throw it in the comments. Also, like, subscribe, um, comment, and everything else your platforms allow. If you like 
watching this on YouTube and like what we do, you can hit that subscribe to help us out. And if you actually want to know when any videos pops up, you can hit the bell. Whether it be this show, Anime Plus, talking about movies and stuff, the trash can that is a football podcast. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, do everything Zach said. Uh, also, if you made it to the end, thanks for watching. And uh, hopefully you'll be around next week when we'll have something else to ramble on about. Which is, of course, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Also, shout out to Josh. I just read the brief snippet of a message he sent me. He recently got a PS5, and he's playing Horizon right now for the first time, and he's throwing in the towel, and he's dropping the difficulty down. So, (laughs) hey, he he gave it a good run at the normal difficulty. He's going to drop it down some. Oh, he started a normal? Yep. He's got to drop it down to easy. Damn. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Yeah, Zach plays everything on the absolute hardest difficulty there is. Hey, I'm not shitting you on that either. I give you all the the respect in the world. Like, you have so much respect out of me for how you play your games. You really do. I mean, I'm I'm jealous. I'm not that much of a man. I just want to kick back and enjoy my game. I don't want to get mad 24-7. I'm not a good gamer. I'm just a gamer, okay? Uh, But do everything that Zach and John said and more. Once again, we are up to something. Uh, Launch date should be uh, February uh, 1st. Uh, More details on that coming here in the very near future. Get excited. It's going to be super cool. Uh, Very pumped to show you guys what we have working on right now. Uh, With that said, hope you guys have a wonderful day. See you next week. Bye. Bye.